Business Talk with JL Holdsworth on PowerNorth.ca starting now. The gym, so I started training at the shithole gym. Um, it wasn't too bad. Because Is that I, what it's called? Because that would be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good that it fitness on Strandard. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep that. Um, and then Shannon came over there and she started training there too. Uh, like, it is it is a shithole gym, but it was good because they let us do what I want. Like, right, like yeah. we're not going to touch you. We put fucking straps around the warning tape. You guys, we'll keep the the people that are paying the money right. out. And, yeah, for a commercial gym, like they let us use chains and chalk yeah. and like uh, specialty bars. Tim uh, Tim Walsh, one of, a friend of ours, he actually uh, he was the manager at the time when I started, and we've all at one point, and I think those guys still do right now, have yeah. lived with him. <laughs> He's one of those guys. Hey, I got room if you want to rent it. Right. Sure. Uh, so like he. he it's like okay, this is what we're doing. He's dropped so much money buying like bars and you know Swiss bars, safety bar, all that shit. Um, so then, yeah, Shannon came over there, and then Jack started there. And then after a while, Shannon, I left because I got sick. Of, I, I suck at selling, so you, if you can't sell, you can't be a personal trainer. That's yeah. that's a note. Um, as much as people want to say about keep it about the the thing, if you can't sell, you can't you can't have a business or be in business. Um, and then Shannon got pregnant, had a baby, so she left, and she went to a, a different gym because there was a brand new opening one, and when the big corporate gyms have a new opening, it's like a license to print money, because everyone's like, ooh, shiny stuff, I'll give you money. Right. Mm-hmm. So she went there, and then Annetta was actually in sales. Uh, she was on the sales end of the gym market, and but she was hanging out with us all the time, and going to meets and stuff, and then she like wait a minute, I'm fucking smarter than all of these trainers combined. I should probably start training people too and making way more money than I'm what I'm doing now, doing the actual hard part of the training. Yeah. Um, so then it happened that it worked out at the gym that had the best opportunity for business was a different one than the one that Jack was at. So now all three of them work for the same company about 20 minutes away from each other and yeah. the three different, different locations yeah. in the one town. Yeah. But yeah, like where Shannon's at, there's two on that street and one two block over like it's they're everywhere mine's just the nicest yeah yeah you're there (laughs) that adds to it it was uh yeah if you want some more pizza it's the other side it worked out well because hers they brand new you know all new fancy new stuff and there's two other gyms really close to it that they everyone came because there was a new shiny thing but they're like uh, you know, that one's like 10 minutes closer to home. I'm just going to go to that one. So after that, like, three, four months of the initial rush, it calmed down. So now there's all this new equipment, and there's not very many people there. It's not usually that busy. It's, it's really good. I like, I like training there. Mm-hmm. All right, so everyone, this is uh, uh, round two with JL Holdsworth on PowerNorth.ca. Um, here with Jack, Annetta, Shannon, and of course JL uh, this time we're gonna go through a little bit different aspect we're gonna go into the business aspect uh, I've worked personally with JL on his uh, with some stuff in his business before he's uh, turned personal training and the whole lifestyle aspect into a very successful business and 
it's not easy at all. So if you want, if this is something you want to do, uh, JL is going to be able to uh, give you a little bit of guidance on uh, some of the shit you have to deal with, including, uh, as he mentioned, uh, the the hundred hour work weeks that you get the, the you get the joy of working. Uh, so JL, I want you. Can you give us a little bit uh, a solid explanation of the Spot Athletics? So the Spot Athletics is a training facility uh, in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, we've got about 8,000 square feet now. Um, the Spot Athletics is, is really about training everyone like an athlete. So whether we're dealing with an uh, 8-year-old or a 70-year-old, uh, three things are going to be true. Uh, we want that person to move well, feel good, and be function strong for whatever tasks that they need to do. So they're trying to you know win the olympics then we're going to be strong enough to do that if we want to you know garden without back pain then we're going to be strong enough to do that so you know training everyone like an athlete uh is a mentality as well uh you know so we get you know general population housewives things like that they're going to deadlift they're going to squat you know so it's all those things they're going to carry push pull you know all the press all, all the stuff that we need to do um so with the spot athletics um you know it's it started, you know, we started four years ago, uh, and then last year we moved into the larger location. We started with about 3,000 square feet, and then last year we moved into the larger location. So, um, you know, I think we'll be, that location is uh, it's, it's about the right size for, for what we want to do in, in, in our business model. That's awesome. So, uh, four years ago, what was the, what was the switch that got flipped with you that, decided that okay this is where I'm gonna go this is where I'm gonna sink my life's effort in, into uh, kind of a culmination of things um, the company that I worked for uh, I kind of mentioned before like so I took over a job that, that Dave Tate had uh, and then I was there for a while and uh, my title was uh, athletic director so I was in charge of the whole I was the manager for all, all the athletics so hiring firing all that good stuff operations and uh, so the, the management company had changed. There was a, uh, a big national management company that was running it, and they were great. That's what they did was clubs, and they had like a national athletic director and HR. It was great. Um, it was a great company. Um, that company, uh, the owner of the company passed away, uh, and part of his will stuff was like he was giving $500 million to charity or some crazy number. And so they had to like sold the company and stuff when he passed away. So they did some restructuring and a new management company came in that had no clue about anything to do with fitness. They were a hotel company um, and they were awful to work for. It was awful. Like there was, like I don't wish ill will on anybody, but let's just say that person got cancer. I wasn't sad. And <laughs> so like, you know, it, they were just awful people. They tried to get me fired. Like basically what happened was, they came in day one and they basically said, you're a big dumb meathead and we don't think you know anything about running a business. And so they started having these ideas and like, we're gonna do this. And I was like, that's an awful idea, we're gonna lose money. They did it anyway and they lost money. Then like, so they did a couple of these ideas where I said, these are really bad ideas and they lost money. So then they started to really hate me because all of a sudden their whole year big dumb meathead thing didn't pan out so well for them. And so it even got to the point where the head of their HR told me that uh, uh, I couldn't do my job because of the way I looked, because I was intimidating to some people. And I looked at her and I go, so if I was black, I couldn't do this job because I'm, I would 
would be okay for me to be black? That's not what I'm saying. It's totally different. I go, well, no, you're saying the way I look impacts my performance or my intelligence. I was like, you can't say that to somebody. And they're like, well, no, but that's not what we're trying to say. I'm like, no, that's exactly what you're saying. If I was black or a woman, I would be leaving and suing you right now. But because I am a big dummy head, I can't. So, like, you know, it's just that's who they were. So really just dealing with those awful people spurred me to start my own company and start my own facility because, you know, so it's one of those things where people, they complain about the bad things in their life, but I think every bad thing that's happened to me has led me to something better. So, you know. Turning adversity into yep. uh, success. Yeah. So. So what, it, what was your uh, initial business plan for the spot? So my initial business plan for the spot was, uh, you know, it was like the thing when I sat down with Dave with my business plan, the, Dave gave me some great advice, which I give to anybody who's trying to start a business. You know, take your revenues that you think you're going to make, cut them in half, and then up your expenses by 25%. And if you still have a profitable business, then you probably have a decent plan. And so that's kind of what I did. And I was like, oh, well, these numbers kind of work. And so, um, you know, my business plan was, was based off of, uh, all training, so we had no memberships. We we still don't. We never will. I don't want to deal with membership people. Um, you know, because the nice part is it's a private facility, so we maintain a culture at the spot. Uh, we have like a, what we call our tryout process, and so um, when people come in, uh, they have a month tryout. And so what's nice about that is we tell them like this might not be a good fit for you. It's not for everybody, and so you know it allows us to like weed people out who aren't going to fit in our culture. Basically, at the end of the day, like it's not a skill thing or a strength thing by any stretch of the imagination. It's people, we have a ton of people who never, never touched a bar before in their life, but they want to work hard, they want to get better, like some positive attitudes. That's what the trout's about. And we get people that are negative, and then we just give them their money back for that first month and say, this is not the right fit for you. And so it allows us to keep a, a much better culture and it keeps the people that we want. So. Um, that's a that's a ballsy plan of attack because I know a lot of people that start businesses it's it's really hard for them to say no to money because it doesn't matter if a guy's a giant dickwad he'd be like oh he's still gonna pay me 120 bucks a month so I'll keep that dickwad around for that 120 bucks so well, it, it's it takes a lot of like mental fortitude to stick to your guns and and to keep that that's, that's well awesome. the nice part so like when we first started I mean the nature of what our facility was like we didn't get a lot of people that fell into that category. And so the nice part was like, you know, when we first started, so like <clears throat> we didn't have to do what we do now because we didn't have like really as much of like, you know, we have like small group training that we do. And so in those, like, it's like six people and one coach, we have to have people that have the right culture in mind. Otherwise they'll ruin that group and then one bad person loses us five people. So when we first started, we didn't need to do as much of that because uh, we didn't have as big of a group component that we have now. So at that point when it was personal training, like, you know, <clears throat> I had to be able to work for me. So if like they, you know, they worked with someone, you know, but I always tell my people like, it's always better to fire a client than get fired. And so um, you know, we didn't have that process when we first started. And quite honestly, like, you know, our models changed a, a bit over the, over the four years. Um, but I think that, you know, when you start, I, I think 
yes, it is hard to turn money away, but I think at the end of the day, if you turn one bad person away, it's going to make you so much more money because yes, you, okay, yeah, you give me the 120 bucks a month, but I tell you what, like three people are going to come in and be like, that guy's a douche. I don't want to be around him. And then you're going to lose, you know, you're going to lose $300 a month because you have one douche that you let in the door. And so it is tough when you're first starting and you need that money. And I think the one thing I will say about that is like, I hear a lot of people say like, oh, we never make deals or cut deals for anybody and don't discount what you do and blah, 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 this and that. I get that. But everybody who says that has been doing it for like 20 years. And so they have money or they have this or that. I'm just going to tell you, like when I started, I had, when I started my business, I had two kids. I was the primary breadwinner. I quit my job and I still had to pay my bills and support my kids and do that. So did I cut deals with people? Fucking right I did. Because, like, I wasn't going to pay rent or I wasn't going to be able to pay the bills or, you know what I mean? Like, so I did what I had to do to make the business work. But the one thing I didn't want to move on is the culture of the people we wanted there. So, you know, maybe, like, somebody comes in and maybe they can't pay that $200 a month because, but it's the right kind of person. Say, so, okay, well, can you, you know, like, okay, 200 steep, but, like, can you do 150 Like, and so at first I did have to do a lot of that with, with stuff like, you know, and because I needed to get that and, you know, not that like I would just offer someone a deal, but if it was the right person or especially the right athletes, like that's one for me, like we don't cut like adults in general. We don't really cut a lot of deals with adults at all, but like, we'll get like kids in that like, you know, it's like, well, not like I didn't have any money for training or anything. So like you know, a kid comes in, he's like a really good athlete at whatever sport. And his parents are like, Hey, we can't really afford to do this, but you know, can we do it for a month? They'll be like, well, what could you guys afford if like you, you could do it for six months, you know? Yeah. And so those are things like, that's not about discounting your service. That's just giving back to people who deserve it. Like, that's exactly you know what I mean? You, like you, that was you at one point you were that someone took you under your way and said, yeah, your chance to help. So yeah kid out in the same yeah. shoes that you were in and, and so we've had kids that like couldn't maybe necessarily afford training and then we train them and they get college scholarships and then because their parents couldn't afford to send us you know couldn't pay. and you know so it's like great like those parents will stop back in and just be like hey like this is how they're doing and you know what i mean because they're appreciative that like but it's because it's good kids they're good parents like good families like you know, yes, sir, no, sir. I mean, we're not going to do that for some dickhead or like, you know what I mean? Like an entitlement kid. Like, no, like it's, you know, so that's one thing. Like, I think, you, you know, some of that stuff when you're starting, you got to cut some deals and do some things. But, uh, and people who say you don't, they for sure weren't like, Hey, I'm going to lose my house yeah. because <laughs> you know, like literally like when I started, like I made a mistake, like in, in not in my business plan per se. Um, but just, I didn't understand some of the nature of stuff I was doing when I started. So I got Let's about, actually, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you there, but let's go back to that time when you were starting. What did you have, let's uh, if, if you don't mind looking at the financials, what did you start with for the business? So like for me, like, I mean, I, I didn't have, like I don't have any family to give me money or do anything like that. So it was just like, okay, like I had a little bit of money saved up. And then I had some clients that, that believed in me. And so I went to my clients, uh, two of my clients, I went to them and said, uh, you know, hey, I want to start this, my own deal. And, uh, you know, this is what I think I need money wise to start it. And uh, 
basically, you know, people I had trained for a really long time, and they both said, uh, you know, we really believe in what you do, so uh, we'll give you the money you need to start, and uh, that's that's kind of how it was. I mean, it was basically one of those things where, um, you know, you could have gone. There's a lot of ways you can do it. I just was very fortunate that um, I had people that I built great relationships with, and uh, I mean, the the I handed both of them my business plan. Uh, I was two different meetings, but they went the same. Uh, both of them grabbed my business plan, set it to the side, and said, "Whatever money you need to, to start this, we'll give it to you." And now let's look at your business plan and see if it makes sense. And so, um, you know, I was fortunate. But I, I think with that, it's the same thing. If you treat people right and you, and you do good by them, I think it, it comes back around. What were what were the first like? year or so what was that what was a day in the life of uh, JL in those first year or two I mean it was everything so like uh, my one dude Matt Bernowskis he's been with me since the beginning and like literally I signed my lease I think uh, like I bought some some used stuff I bought some stuff from Dave that they had at the compound they were like changing out some stuff and some other used stuff and, and moved it in but like all of our new like racks stuff that I ordered from Elite like they hadn't come in yet. Like I literally, like I mean, like the place wasn't. I just signed my lease. Like there was, it was just. And so uh, I got a phone call from. Uh, I got a phone call from this place, a little personal training studio place, and it was for a reference for Matt. He had interned me when I was at the other place I was running, um, and uh, just a, a good, hardworking guy, like smart. And uh, it was he was supposed to go to PD school. They call me sort of thing. So I call Matt up. I go, dude, what happened to PT school? He's like, ah, you know, I started. It just wasn't for me. I want to be in Columbus personal training. I said, well, hey, say, come over to this place. I'm going to text you an address. I just signed the lease. I'm starting my place. So he comes in. I tell him what we're doing, what the plan is. And uh, I basically was like, look, dude, I was like, I can't offer you any amount of money. I, I, I was like, I can't even guarantee we're going to be in business in a year. I was like, all I can guarantee you is that you will learn more here and you'll have more opportunity than anywhere else. And like literally didn't skip. He goes, I'm in. And he was like, I, I, he's like, I know you. He goes, this will work. I'm in. And so like, he, Matt helped me paint. Like he helped me put the racks here. <laughs> I mean like, but that's how I paid him at first. Cause like we had like a couple clients that I brought over and stuff, but you didn't have any clients. So like I, the money I paid him was like paint the walls and like, you know, like, all right, racks arrive. Let's put the racks together. Like, and that's what he did. And so he's been with me the whole time. And, but you know, like at first year, man, it was like every single day, just grinding, like, you know, and it was, you know, it was seven days a week. It was everything. And we, we were inside a volleyball facility. So we had volleyball stuff, like, like players that we trained like all day on Sunday, which was just me and Matt. And so like, it was just Matt and I grinding like every single day. And you know, trying to build a website and get all the, you know, freaking try to do any kind of marketing we could. And like, I mean, anything you can do, accounting, marketing, branding, IT, like maintenance, like everything. We did it all. And, um, you know, it, we started, I felt like we were fairly successful. And then uh, I didn't understand the ebb and flow of like training athletes and how the seasons, how everything works. And, um, so we got around about to the end of my first year and it was about three months where I didn't get a check. And so I started to have to draw into like my home equity for my house. You gotta have savings. So like, you know, be like, Oh, like savings. It's like, all right, we got 400 bucks in the bank. That's what we got. So then I had to start drawing into my home equity line 
And so I got about $10,000 into my home equity line and then like our busy season hit again. And so then, like, I was able to, like, pay it back. And I was like, okay, I cannot do that again. (laughs) Because I had, like, 20 grand in my home equity line. And I'm like, okay, like, I just waste, not wasted. I mean, in order to pay bills and do everything I needed to do, like, I had to draw out of it. Or, like, I, you know, or you lose your house or don't get groceries or whatever. So, you know, it's funny, like, at this point, like, you know, now, like, looking at, like, you know, so, like, I, I don't know. I looked at my numbers last month. So like my payroll for this year already is like over is like over a hundred thousand dollars. And so like I'm looking at that and I'm like thinking back to like like okay like I had like drawn on my home equity in year one because like we're about to go out of business and now like I have this big pay and not that like that's a huge pay. I mean people have billions of dollars in payroll, but yeah. like but just when you're looking at the scheme of things, you're like geez like now I'm all these people I'm paying all this money for people to do all this stuff and so it's you know I mean people don't see that though they don't see like the struggle and like okay I could just quit or like hey like I've worked for 120 hours this week people don't see like I've got four hours sleep every day like people don't see that stuff they only see it like at the end when it's built and like you know what I mean and so like, oh that's fancy yeah oh that's nice I want to do that yeah, yeah. well I, I want to jump must... right to the paycheck you're getting now and start there yeah, yeah. that it's... must be nice to have his own place yeah it's fucking awesome uh, <laughs> you know but and that's and that's the thing and that's where you know everybody it's funny like I feel like I don't want to say like people pose but they do like everyone wants to talk about how successful they are right like I make this much money and I'm this successful but like people don't talk about the failure like I like okay so I had this fucking awesome idea when I started I still think it's a great idea uh it failed but um (laughs) I still think it was a great idea it was just we were inside a volleyball facility so it didn't work because it clashed with like kind of the branding we were trying to do so I came up with this idea for MILF boot camp. So mom's in love with fitness. So we had the logo, we had MILFbootcamps.com, we had everything, right? And so like I fucking I trademarked the MILF boot camp thing. I did all this stuff. I'm like, this is great. But like I had this whole like brand and image and all this stuff, and then at the Spot Athletics, the MILF boot camp was just something that the Spot Athletics did by itself like in a standalone like i would have conversations with moms like like every other day like mom would come and be like my daughter knows what that means and i'd be like because we had these huge banners that said milk boot camp you know and so like (laughs) uh so there's just like you know hundreds of volleyball players and it's like mostly like you know 12 to 17 year old girls and so like (laughs) the moms like a lot of the moms would be like i know my daughter knows what that means i was like mom's in love with fitness no, she knows what that... And I was like, you have a problem with your daughter thinking that you like fitness? And she'd be like, my daughter knows what that really means. And I was like, well, if your daughter's getting some improper messaging from somewhere else, I suggest you really edit that. And she'd be like, and she'd be like, no, she knows. And I was like, well, it sounds like she's getting some really improper messages from some other sources. I was like, that ain't good. You should probably get your daughter under control. And, like, and so it was... And so, but... It's something like that. Like that cost me like a good bit of money to like go through all that stuff, and you know it just failed miserably. But uh, <laughs> but I, I, like, you know it's one of those things you learn. Like okay, this might be a good idea if it was on its own, but under the spotlight, it was not a good idea. That's funny. So but yeah, so that's that's 
I mean, that's is where we started, man. It's a struggle, you know, and you know, I don't know, like if you could go back to JL, let's say two months in, and just give him one piece of advice, be like, this is something that you're in three years, you're really gonna want this to be done. So I think like one understand understanding uh understanding uh how to convey your message. So like that's one of the things that I struggled with probably the most was getting to a point to say like who is this bother? What do they do? Well, we're a training facility, we train everyone like athletes, which means they're gonna move well, feel good, be functionally strong. It took me the longest time to get to there. Right, like three years ago or four years ago, if you asked me at the spot athletics, I'd be like, Well, we train athletes, and then we train like general population like so like trying to like get the brand like into like a succinct like, you know, one or two sentence and like those things that was probably took the longest and was probably one of the hardest things for me to do is to figure out how to like, you know, get our brand to something that was succinct that like we could give our clients messages that they could go out and tell their friends and you know, so that everyone could understand what it is because it's not like saying like, uh, you know, like the gym that you work at, like everybody, it's a big chain, right? Like, yeah. so like, you're like, oh, I work at, hey, they understand what it is. They, under, you know, they understand what they're getting. When you're starting your own facility, like people don't know who you are. They don't know what you're about. They don't know what you do. Like, and so even though it, it falls under that fitness, that fitness kind of like, you know, health guideline, like it's something that they have no recollection, you know, they have no identity for. So, um, building that brand, it's, it's, it's harder than people think like, and, you know, getting the messaging. So it's succinct. It's really hard. And the demographic things is, is another thing. Like the location, people say it and I fuck who hadn't heard it a thousand times, right? Location is the most important thing. It is. But like literally, no, it fucking is. Like, <laughs> you know, like people don't understand. Like, so at our old location, and it's not just geographical; it's also the physical plant. So, like, our old geographical location was closer to like there's a suburb that's like it's, it's a very wealthy suburb, and it's right by Columbus. And our old location was actually a mile closer to that suburb, or so like it's it's not that much difference like where it is like some places like if you're in new york a mile is like you know what i mean that's just a different world but like in columbus mile it's not that big of a deal (laughs) and so but like it's actually geographically closer where we are now though we've captured like basically like all those people we couldn't capture before because like it's a lot of like very well to do like a country club where if you join the golf portion it's like $75,000 like I mean it's very like you know people like really good business people and entrepreneurs and a lot of old money and the problem was was like our geographical location was close to that but our physical plant like like because we were kind of beholden to the facility we were inside of like they didn't keep the bathrooms clean and like you know just simple stuff like that now like we captured a ton of those people because you walk into our facility and the physical plants like this is fucking cool it's clean it's well lit you know what i mean like those things that like when i first started i was just like i mean at the end of the day we have the same i mean we got more equipment now obviously but like we pretty much we have squat racks and dumbbells and barbell i mean everybody's got the same shit but like that physical plant having like really clean restrooms and things well lit and like 
all those things like and like now we have like you know just it's a much cooler looking space that shit matters like it doesn't matter how good the training is if people like because here's people don't know good squats and bad squats but they know a dirty bathroom Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like and that's what i always tell my people is like people don't know good and bad training they just know but they know clean everybody knows clean and dirty and so like stuff like that is like the, the physical plan, I didn't understand how important that was. I was kind of, I don't want to say naive. I was. I was like, well, our, our training is awesome. No one's as, as good as us at, at doing the training side of it. So that's all that should matter. But it's not. It's, it's going to sell itself. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Fam- it, famous last words. It does not sell itself. Nothing sells itself. No. Except for sex. Speaking of, <laughs> <laughs> not speaking speaking of sex. Speaking of sex, well, Jack's turn for the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of the good training, though. Um, not really any secret that in most of the bigger chains, the commercial gyms, the quality of training that's delivered isn't the highest. It sucks. Uh, it's terrible. Uh, so what are some of the things you do at the spot now that your, your team has grown from being just you and Matt, uh, when you bring new people on board, what do you do to make sure the standard of service is where you'd like it to be? So we have a huge education portion. So this is, I I think a big thing, I I don't... I don't know if, if we, we definitely talk about it a lot, but I, I think that almost people have to experience it to know how much of a difference it makes. But like, so first thing, like no one can start working for us. They have to start in an internship program. So uh, like if someone like, let's say Shane moves to Columbus and he's like, oh, you know, I want to train for you guys. Great, you can, you still have to start in a professional internship program. So the professional internship program basically means like you can kind of start getting paid right away. But there's a bunch of stuff you're not going to get paid for that you have to do from an educational standpoint. And we just require, like, you got to learn this shit. And so that's come in. They have to do, like, shadowing hours. They have to – well, one of the things that everybody does, and this is part of the deal, you have to train with the staff. So we do um, – you know, we shut down from 11 to 1 uh, during the day, and our staff trains. So um, every, every one of our staff members is required to compete in something. So uh, I don't dictate what they compete in. Um, I want everybody to do a strength sport oriented competition at least once, but I don't require it. So like I have a coach now, he started with us. He played college baseball. Like, you know, he, he's gonna like, he's done like some different like power acts, which is like kind of a smaller little thing. But um, so he's done, so he hasn't done a power lift. I mean, he wants to one eventually, but like he did like a physique competition. Like, just something like I need doing something. I got like Matt ran like this Ragnar race this year. Like it's a goal setting thing. Yeah, right? yeah. they got they got to have something to be trained. I want them to have skin in the game, and so I want everybody who works for me to know what it's like to set a plan, train for a competition, and get up there and put your balls on the line. Because at the end of the day, for our athletes, that's what they're doing. Like they're gonna go. You know, like we have, you know, so I got a guy who's is one of the top jujitsu black belts in the world, and so. You know, he took, built him up, he took second in the world this year. And, uh, you know, like, our goal is obviously to win a world championship next year. And if our training's not good, then he doesn't win a world championship. Or, you know, obviously he's got to take care of the technical side. There's a lot to it. But, you know what I mean? Like, if, if our training's not where it's not, then now we don't prepare him for our side of it. And so, like, I want, and even the general population people, at the end of the day, like, obviously Jen Pop's, like, about, you know, 
obviously everyone just wants to look good naked. It's just kind of the deal. Even the so matter, what's speaking of sex. Yeah, <laughs> right. But like, but even then, like you know, they're putting something online. It's their time, their energy, their their money. Like they're putting something on the line too. So I want all my people to put something on the line so they know, like. It's not just about like coming in here and collecting a check. Like you have to make a change in people's lives, mm-hmm. and so um, they're required to compete in some. They have to go through our internship process. Um, we have weekly staff education. So uh, every Friday we have our strength staff meeting where we cover different things. So um, it, it just varies based on what we're doing, and then we have like a full staff on on Wednesday uh, where we do a lot of like procedural and that kind of stuff. But then usually like the last like bit of that we'll go over like things we're seeing and then also uh my guy like matt is my program director so uh matt has certain times during the day when he has no is he's scheduled to have no clients he's just on the floor making sure the coaches are running the programs the way we want and so um we do a lot of things to to ensure that as we grow we grow with good solid people and and plus our interview process, I mean, you have to lift with us. So uh, we do like an interview, like even like with Shane, right? Like obviously I don't know Shane, but it's, but like you'd be like, hey, okay, so what? Okay, dad, I've never trained with you. So like if you like were going to randomly move to Columbus, then like we'd do like a phone interview or whatever. Then you'd have to come to Columbus and train with the whole staff before I would say, okay, then we can hire you. So uh, you know, we had a girl one time, I mean, she flew in from L.A. to, she's, to, and we're like, well, I can't hire you. Like, talk to you on the phone, it's great, and I got some good references, but you need to fly here and train with us before I can say you can work here. So, um, we do a lot of things like that, that just, at the end of the day, if people aren't passionate about doing this and they don't want to be good, they're not going to go through all the stuff that we require. So, that weeds more people out than anything. I mean, we've had a lot of, like, people come in for internships, and they've been like, Oh yeah, well, maybe we want to do this. And I'd be like, okay, well you have to train with staff, you have to compete in something, you have to do education, you have to do and they're like, Well, I don't think maybe this is for me. <laughs> like, you know, like it's, it's yeah, it's funny because with the commercial gym, I think Shannon was the one that said like it's it's here in Canada, it's probably the same there in the big commercial gyms, but like personal trainers becoming the new waiter. It's like I don't know what I'm gonna do with my life. I'm gonna become a personal trainer, yeah. and they come in. They have nothing to do. They 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 spend $150 on a weekend yep. course. I'm a certified personal trainer, and then it's like, what the hell is that good for? And then they, then they go that, and that's it. Just weeds it down and weeds it down. And then all, all the worst case scenario is they're actually decent at sales, and then they have no idea what they're selling, but they're selling the hell out of it. And it's no, like, like I've said for a long time, man, you got a nice smile, some titties. Like and you're good at sales. Oh, you can be the best personal trainer out there. Yeah. I mean, it's that's. I mean, they really like. I mean, you know, if a girl's pretty, you know, and like she's got a good personality, like as a knack for sales. I don't know anything about training, but she'll be fucking the number one trainer at whatever gym she's at. Like, yeah. this is the nature of it. It's like how the info stuff is. You know, you look at like fitness products. It's a bunch of people for the not all of it, but well, it's a bunch of people. Who haven't done anything in the field, but they have a set of abs, and so they take some pictures and sell it. And whether it's the girls or the guys, like that's just the nature of the business we're in. So, so that's what people want, right? So, you know, like, oh, I want to look like that. And since you look like that, you must know how to do it. No, actually, God did that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's what's so funny. Like, people don't understand that. But I think like the requirements that we set, it does mean that we grow 
slower. Yeah. Whereas like a box gym, they can just put one up on every corner and put a sign up. You know, like I, I like in Columbus, like one of the box gyms, like they opened up and they just had like signs like, "Do you want to be a trainer? Like, come yeah. this weekend certification." Yeah. Like, yeah. like you that's know? the thing they like because uh, I know from the first hand knowledge there too. It's like, they, listen, your your cup has this many members. You have to have nineteen trainers, but we have we have twelve right now. Well, you better hire yeah. seven by the end of the week. And it's hire the next three people that walk through the door, yeah. regardless of and, and how they interview. Like I would see interviews where their interview process would be they'd go out of the office and they'd look at a dude and be like, "You're kind of big. Do you want a job? Like, where do you do? Well, I, I'm an engineer. I make 180 grand a year. What What are you going to offer me? Right. Like, well, you can work for 12 bucks an hour being a personal trainer. <laughs> like, no, soul. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, so. Yeah, I mean, we we do a lot from the the hiring process that that kind of weeds that out, and um, you know, it it does it means that we're gonna grow a little slower. But uh, I think we have a lot of things in place. Like right now, we're looking uh, at a second location, and so we have a lot of things in place from a growth opportunity standpoint. Because I think that's one thing that people forget about too is like, you know, I have great people that work for me and so you know it's I mean we're like a big family and that's super important to me is that you know it's it's a family environment and it's you know it's people all helping each other and and one of that things is I want to see them grow so like I want to see Matt run his own spot athletics location and you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. and so like we have a plan in place for that because I think that's one of the things that gets really short-sighted that I've seen a lot of places do is that you know, the spot athletics is, yeah, like, okay, I had this idea, like, but it's as much like Matt and Nick and Zach and all the guys who've helped build it and, and girls that have helped build it, it, it's as much like them as it is me. And so, like, that's one thing, like, I see people, they build these, like, training studios and uh, they're so possessive over it and they don't have any room for growth for their people. And so, you know, someone comes in and maybe the person who runs that does teach them a lot, but then they get to a point where they're like, okay, I'm as high as I can go. I can't go any higher. And there's no like growth strategy after that. So then what happens is the person that owns that business loses their number one person because they go up in their own place. You know what I mean? And so for me, when I started, that was one of the bad things I saw in this industry is like, you see quality people leave one facility to start another facility, you know, across town. And it's like, I was like, man, like, why not just build in a plan so there's growth for those people as they get to the point where they're ready to do that, that you can just go, okay, let's, let's, let's make the spot. Because those people understand our culture and they've been with us and helped build it. And so now when I start one across town and they're in charge of it, I know that the culture and the quality of the coaches and everything's going to remain the same over there. I don't have to worry about it. So um, that's kind of one of my, my longer term plans is building that growth. And, and so that was actually leading into my last question was uh, what do you have like in the pipeline right now? I know you're, you are a thinker and you're, you like looking ahead at stuff. What, do, what's in the pipeline right now for the spot athletics? So the number one thing right now, I'm uh, in the process of bringing on an operations person. Uh, so um, you know, with, with anything else and own a business, you make mistakes. And uh, I had hired someone to be a general manager uh, early in the year. And, and I, 
kind of didn't understand what I needed, and I really didn't need a general manager. I needed an operations person, and so um, so I'm in the process of bringing on an operations person. And we're looking at uh, a second location. Um, you know, for us, I think um, you know I've been lucky enough uh, to to find some very good business mentors that um, you know, and so. Uh, you know, it's funny, like, so the way some of those guys think is different than the way I think, you know. My my whole thing, uh, you know, my plan for the spot was never bigger than, um, well, let's let's have, like, a couple locations around Columbus. And Columbus is big enough where you could have, you know, three or four locations, and, and they would be totally, like, you wouldn't be pulling from different, different demographics. But, um, so... Um, but you know the, the business people that I've been with, they're like, uh, well, you know, you can build this regionally, and then you can sell it. And someone else can build it nationally, and like, you know, so those aren't things that I've thought about at all. Like my whole thing is that I never want to be. If the Spot Athletics ever did get to that point, the culture of the Spot Athletics is what's most important to me, and so you know, there's other franchises out there that have like a training, you know, kind of modality and they all suck and their coaches suck and the people who started them are good. You know what I mean? Uh And that top, like, you know, those people are good and they had a good thing, but then it just became this big franchising opportunity. And then, so the one, you know, that's, you know, a thousand miles away from where the first one was, is awful. And so I never want that to be the spot athletics. So a lot of those things that we have in place, like, I just think like, you know, we need to get them perfected at, at our location now. And before we go to a second location, but that's where we're at now is, is trying to perfect all those things so that when we move it to two locations, someone's like, yeah, man, that, that spot athletics, you know, in, in upper Arlington is awesome, but we went to the one in Dublin and it sucks. Like, and yeah. that, that's the thing I don't want. So Dude, really dirty shitters and the coaches are dicks. And yeah. So. You can be like, a, he'll turn into like the, the guy that started Five Guys. Um, I, re- I read an article on him and it was a dude that started Five Guys with his four sons, I think it was. And they, he was just like super straight. We're doing it this way. This is the only way to do it. And then one of his sons was a business mind. He's like, dude, we need to def- like we need to franchise this. We have a fantastic thing going. He's like, okay, but it has to run exactly like this. So then when they developed their franchise, it became like the most stringent, you have to follow everything like this. And he still travels to five guys and he'll shut them down and be like, no, this is not the standard that you signed a contract saying that you were going to meet. Shut down until you do. And that's, that's what I think is, you know, I'm not saying like I would ever want to franchise it or anything like that. Like my, my goal is like, you know, is, is basically just, but one of the things that we redid, like our whole, so if you go to like the spotathletics.com, uh, we redid our whole site. So my whole goal in that redo and the rebranding was to look like a national brand so that, you know, whether we ever get to a point where that's even something we want to do. And I'm not even saying that's something, we, that's not even a plan at all, but like, you know, well, my even if we only ever have one location and that's all we, and that's fine, you know, too. It does, I mean, that's fine with me as well. But I want a person who's like searching in Columbus, 
no matter if they go to like a big box place or a franchise place or whatever, when they initially open that web browser and they see ours, they go, this place looks fucking cool. And it looks better than the, the national place and all those other places. And then once they get into our messaging, obviously, then they're, they're, they're soaked by our messaging. But I think that first initial impression of how that looks is such a huge thing. Mm-hmm. So that's it. All right. And that's all we have today. Um, I want to thank JL. Fantastic. He sat down for us for about two days here uh, to do a couple episodes. Uh, so for Jack, Annetta, Shannon, who is sleeping in the corner, Jack, do you have something else? Be sure to check out uh, what he was just talking about there, thespotathletics.com. Yep. As well as JL's uh, coaching log on Elite FTS, uh, especially if you are interested in the business side of things. In his log posts, he often does uh, give out tips and advice for people looking to start their own training business. And again, it's thespotathletics.com. Yeah, you know, like us on the Facebook and the Twitter. I think we even have a Snapchat. So I've got some things from Shannon. Not saying what, no. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Just because she's passed out. Yeah, she's passed out. All right, thanks, everybody. All right, guys. I'm going to fucking go to bed. Yeah, me too.